So welcome to this evidence-based nursing podcast. I'm Dr. Joanna Smith, a lecturer in children's nursing at the University of Leeds in the United Kingdom. And I'm also one of the associate editors at Evidence-Based Nursing. So in this podcast, it's an absolute pleasure to welcome Dr. Ali. Dr. Ali will be discussing her commentary of an observational cohort study that aim to understand how parents' preferences for analgesic outcomes influence their decision to withhold prescribed opioids when faced with varying hypothetical dilemmas. Dr. Ali, would you introduce yourself to our listeners, please? Yes, uh, thank you very much for this opportunity. Um, I am a pediatric emergency physician at the Stollery Children's Hospital in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and I'm also a professor of pediatrics at the University of Alberta. Thank you, and it's great to have you here with us. I wonder if you could start by really describing why you were interested in pain management in children, and particularly parents' contribution to their child's pain care. Great question. Um, I would say that my interest in pain management began um, based on clinical experience. Uh, While working in the pediatric emergency department, I noticed that pain was an unfortunate but ubiquitous part of the emergency experience for children, and I wished to minimize it. And so this clinical curiosity led to research, and here we are. And The particular parental contribution in particular, uh, I think that interest is based on necessity, frankly. Um, Parents and other primary caregivers are the gatekeepers to children's pain management, both in the hospital and especially after they leave. So understanding their perspective and needs, um, I believe, is critical to providing excellent care for these children. Yeah, I'm sure that that interest mirrors lots of people's working practices. Anyway, thank you very much for reviewing um, an article for us and undertaking a commentary. So I wonder if we could just start by thinking about that commentary and if you could outline what you think the strengths were of the study undertaken by Dr. Vopel Lewis and her colleagues. Mm-hmm. I, I think what uh, strikes me first is that they're drawing attention to a very important and previously under-addressed area, which is um, the parental influence on um, on opioid and other analgesic um, prescriptions. So more and more, I think we are realizing in the pediatric realm, the role that parents and other primary caregivers have in being, as I said before, the gatekeepers to their children's adequate pain management. Um, and so um, Dr. Vopel Lewis's focus on that is to be um, applauded. She also combined um, both hypothetical scenarios with real-life scenario um, in follow-up, which in her second phase of the study, which I think was a unique um, study design to help take um, hypothetical into real-life scenario and, and show us if what parents um, suggest they might do is what actually happens. So I enjoyed those two aspects. Uh, lastly, her Sample size was quite large, um, and that, uh, that of course, lends um, some strength and credibility to the results as well. Yeah, I must admit, I found the study design extremely interesting, linking theoretical perspectives with real-life practice and behaviours. However, as we know, all studies have limitations. So what would you think the limitations of the study you reviewed were? 
Hmm. Um, well, the fa- phase one scenarios, which had the greatest number of responses, over 600, um, were hypothetical. And so they may not fully reflect real-life decision-making for these parents that were included in the study. As I said before, however, she did balance this with the second phase, which had approximately half as many parents. Um, interestingly, the majority of participants uh, were mothers, um, and so paternal uh, perspectives may not be as well represented. Um, having said that, this may reflect reality and may not actually be a limitation, but a real life, um, uh, a real life issue, or not not an issue, but a real life consideration. Um, um, also, I think. Um, Dr. Vopel-Lewis and her team did recognize this as well, but the fact that they did the real-life findings or the phase two part of the study after the hypothetical phase one survey administration may have inadvertently influenced the parents, so they may have had a heightened awareness of this issue of uh, side effects and, and analgesic administration. So almost um, they were almost primed to answer the second part, and so that may have influenced their results mm-hmm. somewhat. Yeah, it could have created bias. I think it's really interesting that we often report parents' perspectives when we really mean mother's perspectives. And that's a commonality, isn't it, across a lot of study designs in children's settings. But I think you're right, it reflects reality of who probably provides care. It's, a, it's an important topic area. So just moving on to the findings of the study... What do you think were the important issues that they found? I think I would uh, summarize it into three main points. Um, I would say that firstly, parents with a greater preference for pain relief were significantly less likely to withhold opioids even when side effects were present. So that um, to translate that another way, um, if I highly value analgesic relief for my child, I may overlook the fact that um, they are suffering from nausea or vomiting or even as far as over-sedation and still provide the pain medication, um, the opioid pain medication, which may actually uh, exacerbate those symptoms. Um, Number two was that parental preferences attenuated their understanding about side effects in the scenarios and influenced their safe and effective analgesic decision-making. And lastly, um, the findings from the study suggest that parental preferences strongly influence and may compromise decision-making regarding the children's pain treatment. So put another way, our um, intrinsic values that we give to pain and side effects as a, as a person um, influence our decision-making for our child even more greatly, perhaps, than the facts we see in front of us in terms of degree of pain and um, and uh, de- degree of side effects that are being experienced by our child. Mm, thanks, that was a really nice summary of the findings. If we had to think about those findings and we translate them into practice, what do you think are the practice implications for this study for health professionals working in children's settings? Mm-hmm. Um, I think health care professionals, and in particular nurses, um, must be trained and confident in providing education to families about at-home pain management for their children. Um, I say in particular nurses because they, of all of our healthcare providers, have the most extended contact with the families. And so I feel they, they carry an important responsibility to educate and empower parents about providing pain medications to children. Mm, yeah, I think um, that confidence 
is something that certainly needs working on. Mm-hmm. Put another way, I think if the parents are our gatekeepers to the to treating the children's pain, our nurses carry the key to that gate. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know? sort of interlinked, isn't it? Really. So it's an important area. There has been, thankfully, um, research being undertaken in this area in recent years. But what do you think is needed? What further research is really needed in this area, particularly in relation to parents' involvement in their child's pain care? Mm-hmm. Um, again, Dr. Vopel Lewis and her team alluded to the need for developing family-friendly pain education tools for healthcare providers to use with the patients that they encounter. And I think that is um, key, knowing now from this study um, how strong our personal preferences as parents might be in influencing the care to try to balance that with the facts and a, a good knowledge of adverse events. Um, related to that, I think future researchers need to focus on developing family-friendly pain measurement tools for parents to use with their child. Um, while not directly related to the study, uh, from this knowing this area of research practically as well as um, academically, yeah. we struggle with parents um, measuring pain at home. Yeah. Um, and when we're asking them to adequately treat their child's pain at home, they need uh, proper measurement tools, our um, objective tools that we use in the emergency department or in the cl- other clinical settings don't necessarily translate well to a home environment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And probably lastly, I'd say we need to ascertain the specific reasons why parents might withhold pain medications in real life scenarios. Um, for example, prior to an emergency department presentation for an injury, we often see parents withhold medications and, and we're trying to understand why that is um, so that we can help counsel them not to do that in the future. Yeah, thank you. So we're actually near the end of this podcast. So if our listeners were to take away one key message, what would you suggest it was? I would say that it's that parents and and caregivers matter greatly when caring for children's pain and that it would be an excellent time investment for our healthcare providers to ensure that their pediatric patients, parents understand and contribute to the pain management strategy that we suggest for their child. So I'd just like again to thank you, Dr. Ali, for your insights into this important area of children's care. And to our listeners, I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And just to remind you that there's a wealth of information about nursing and pain care on the evidence-based nursing website and via our social media activities. So please have a look at the website and follow us at ebnursingbnj. Thank you for listening and your time. Thank you very much. Thank you.